Welcome to Revival from the Bible, a daily devotional podcast designed to help more people get into God's Word and get more out of the Word. I'm Ben Blakey. It's Friday, September 10th, 2021. Even though we live in the information age, it does seem that finding reliable information can be a harder and harder thing to do. Uh, Trust in kind of the mainstream sources of information and media and news are at an all-time low. And a lot of that's understandable as so many times you see which information is selected and to be shared and which isn't and uh, obvious biases that can be present in some of these things. But uh, we also, you know, you branch out into other sources and, and sometimes it's, well, how much can I trust this thing that I'm reading on the internet? And it can honestly be hard to know. And that can be a very frustrating experience, uh, trying to figure out what, what's going on. What, what is the truth? Well, I've got good news for you today in a world full of what we now call fake news. And that is, as a Christian, God has given you an incredibly reliable source of information and has told you that this source of information is going to tell you everything you need for life and godliness. Uh, Let's think more about that today as we dig into Proverbs 30 and 31, and we finish up the book of Proverbs. And I want us to focus our attention on Proverbs chapter 30, verse 5 today. It says, every word of God proves true. He is a shield to those who take refuge in him. I want us all to just dig into those words, let them kind of wash over us, uh, hopefully with a wave of relief and just certainty that we can have in God, and also to be challenged by them as well. But let's start just with a a comfort that are these words, every word of God proves true. And again, in an age where we should think critically, there's not really much that we should take in without thinking through it, right? Here we have a source that we can know everything in it is true. And even that, I would invite all of us to think critically about that and to ask, hey, can I, that's a claim that the Bible makes. Does the Bible back up that claim? And time and again, for centuries and millennia now, the Bible has been tested and it has always been proven true. We teach that the Bible is inerrant. It is without error. And just as we think about that, what an amazing thing. And what an amazing book. And that's because this is not just any book. This is the inspired, inerrant Word of God. And you have that in your hand. You have actually more access to the Word of God than just about any generation that has ever lived throughout the history of planet Earth. What an amazing thing. That should be a great comfort to us. That as we look out in a world of uncertainty, we have at least one thing of which we can be absolutely certain, and that is the Word of God. And that should be comforting in a broad sense as we look out at the world. That should also be so comforting just in a personal sense. When you are 
in times of life that are hard. You're, you're in a trial. You're going through a season where you're trying to figure out what to do. In those seasons, you can lean on the word of God and you can know every word in here is true. God is exactly who he has said he is in here. God is going to do exactly what he has said he is going to do in here. What an amazing and encouraging promise that we can lean on in, in stormy times in our own life where we can say, man, I, I don't know about some of these decisions I have to make coming up. I don't know how this uh, situation in my life is going to turn out. But what I do know is that every word of God proves true. And I can build my life really on the foundation, the firm foundation of the excellent word of God. So let that be a comfort to us today, but also let that be a challenge to us. And I love the second part. He is a shield to those who take refuge in him. And that's where I think we need to be challenged. This promise is really made for those that are actively taking refuge in God. Are you doing that? And what does that look like? Well, it looks like some of the basic things we talk about often, but running to God or even what we talked about at our church uh, earlier this summer from John 15, abiding in him. And there's no way you're going to be able to do that without leaning on God through his word and through prayer. That when difficult situations arise in life, what are we running to? We are running to the word of God uh, to be comforted by his promises, his character, his instructions to us. And we are also leaning on God and calling out to him in prayer. We're not being anxious about anything, but in everything through prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, we're letting our requests be made known to God. And I also think those that take refuge in God, as we think about Proverbs as a whole, as we're wrapping it up now, those would be the people that fear the Lord. And that's ultimately going to express itself in obedience in our lives. Are you obeying God? Uh, that shows that you're taking refuge in him where you, you look at a difficult situation in life and say, God, I don't totally know how this is going to work out or what you want me to do in all the things, but there are some things I do know what you want me to do. And God, I want to hold fast and be steadfast in obedience to you as well. So may we truly be the people that take refuge in the Lord. Now, Proverbs 31 is uh, very famous uh, for one passage, the end part of it, where it talks about what we've come to call the Proverbs 31 woman or the excellent wife. And obviously this portion to those of you that are wives or are planning or hoping to be wives, that this can provide much encouragement, I hope, to you uh, on th these are the things that you should pursue. And if you have a wife and you have a wife that fears the Lord, I want to challenge you to praise that wife today. Uh, Proverbs 31, 30 says, charm is deceitful and beauty is vain, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Uh, if you're listening to this podcast and you think my wife, she fears the Lord, praise her today. Uh, give her encouragement, affirm that in her uh, and, and do that today. Let's move on now to Luke 18. And even just as we think about every word of God proves true, there's an amazing statement at the end of Luke 18, 18 through 30, that I want us to look at today. And this is the story of the rich young ruler, which we've talked about as it's come up and on our other readings through the Gospels. And uh, it's the familiar story where this man comes and basically claims to have kept all the commandments, which I would like to throw a flag on that and say, I, I doubt it. But anyways, Jesus says, well, then sell everything that you have and give it to the poor and come follow me. And this man goes away sad because he is very rich. 
And Jesus, as we talked about last time, talks about the difficulty of a rich person getting saved. But then we get to the end and Peter says, hey, we've left everything to follow you. And look at what Jesus says in verses 29 and 30. And he said to them, truly, I say to you, there is no one who has left house or wife or brothers or parents or children for the sake of the kingdom of God, who will not receive many times more in this time and in the age to come eternal life. What we've already read this morning where it says every word of God proves true. Do you believe this word of God? Do you believe that when you make sacrifices for the Lord, you will receive many times more in this time and in the age to come eternal life? Now, again, we have to be careful because it's passages like these that often people want to twist to excess and turn into some health wealth uh, gospel, which is contrary. And we know the Christian life will also bring difficulties with it. And that's even the picture here. There's real sacrifice that's being made. That's difficult. But there is even a reward that shows itself even in the present. And just even think of, it talks about leaving family mainly for the sake of the kingdom of God is the main sacrifice in view here. Well, if you leave, have to leave your physical family for the sake of the kingdom of God, doesn't that a precious reminder of the family that we gain in the kingdom of God and the brothers and sisters in Christ that we will find in the sweetness of that fellowship? And so we have to believe sacrifices for the Lord will be rewarded in this time and in the time to come. And if we really believe that every word of God proves true, well, then we should lean on this and let that encourage us to to make sacrifices for the kingdom of God. Next, let's go to Titus chapter 2, verses 1 through 10. And, And no matter who you are reading this passage and listening to this podcast today, it's gonna say something to you. It speaks to older men, it speaks to older women, it talks about younger women, it talks about young men, and then it gives some Um, words to Timothy, even talks to slaves at the end of the passage. But in at least one of these, you should be able to find yourself because you're either, uh, well, you're all either a man or a woman and you're all either older or younger. And you know what? I'll let you define whether you're older or younger. I'll leave that ball in your court. But what I want you to do is notice uh, there should be character qualities that you are desiring, that you are aiming for, that you are being faithful to live out. Note what those are for you. And then there's this idea that we're meant to pass those along, obviously from older to younger. um, We're meant to pass those attributes along. And so I would give an extra challenge to those of you that are older, who are you passing along that godly character to? Maybe you have children or grandchildren, but also just think within your local church. When was the last time you reached out to somebody younger and just invited them over for dinner or took them out to lunch or coffee and just got to know them and invest in them? Take the initiative. I would encourage you and do that. Um, And that's what we're going to see here in Titus chapter 2. Finally, let's go to Psalm 106. And this is another longer psalm, so it'll take us a little while as we work through it. And uh, this psalm is going to involve uh, just some confession and some acknowledgement of sin and wrongdoing on the part of the the people of Israel, where Psalm 105 was more remembering the great things that God had done. This is going to remember some of the sin of the fathers. Um, But what I want you to, to note is how it starts. Praise the Lord. Oh, give thanks to the Lord for he is good for his steadfast love endures forever. Who can utter the mighty deeds of the Lord or declare all his praise? Blessed are those who observe justice, who do righteousness at all times. Remember me, O Lord, when you show favor to your people. 
help me when you save them. And one thing I was struck with that, where then it's going to go on to talk about really a lot of the sin and end with a cry for salvation. Um, I I just couldn't help but connect these words to the words of the thief on the cross. As he said, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Really, it sounds a lot very similar. And let us just remember that that is a cry of true faith, one that acknowledges our own sin, but then really pleads with the Savior. Hey, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Remember me when you show favor to your people. Help me when you save them, that we are unworthy, that we are sinful, but we serve a gracious God who does remember those. Uh, He is a shield to all those who take refuge in him. May we truly be those who have taken refuge in the Lord and in his word through faith. Thanks for digging into God's word with me today on Revival from the Bible. For more resources, check out revivalfromthebible.com. To learn more about Compass Bible Church Treasure Valley, go to compassbible.tv. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you.